The Echo Chamber, brought to you by The Homes Report and produced by the international broadcast specialist, Marketeers. Sponsored by The Bullet Group, putting you in tomorrow's conversations today. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Echo Chamber. I'm joined here in London today with uh, Maxime Behar, the boss of M3 Communications and probably Bulgaria's most high-profile and certainly most well-dressed PR man. Uh, Max has kindly popped into the studio en route to the PRCA's 50th anniversary party tonight to talk about his brand-new book, The Global PR Revolution. Max, thank you for joining me. Good afternoon, Maya. Very nice to be here. <laughs> it's you. lovely to have you here. Um, so, Max, just so our listeners get to know you a little better, can you tell us a bit about your astonishing 25-year career in communication so far? Where did it all start? We just celebrated our 25th anniversary in Sofia, Bulgaria. Uh, I was many years a journalist, for many years a journalist, uh, ended as editor-in-chief of the largest private daily newspaper in Bulgaria, Standard Daily. And then one day, just remembering what... Winston Churchill said that you can achieve a lot of things with the journalism, but you must know when to quit. Yes. I just decided to start my own business. Of course, 25 years back in Bulgaria, I don't think uh, anybody knew what's PR. So we were calling this advertising. Started in a small kitchen with a small corridor, and then the secretary was in the corridor. I was in the kitchen. And then the first client started coming, and that's how it started. And maybe... Three or four years later, uh, I received an email saying, Mr. Behar, I've heard about your operation in Bulgaria and would be very happy if we can cooperate together, Sir Martin Sorrell. So I didn't know okay. who is he. You didn't know all. who he was? At all. So I called a lady who was the Yankin Rubicon representative in Sofia, and I said, listen, who is this Martin Sorrell? And then she was silent for about a minute and then said, Max, how come Sir Martin knows who are you and you don't know who is he? And I said, you know, I don't know. But so that's how it happened. And then um, I met uh, late Howard Pastor and then late uh, Terence Billing. And that's how almost 20 years I'm with Hill and Alton, Hill and Alton strategies these days. And uh, I think we are the largest operation, having more than 60 people in the office mm. and a lot of international clients. Very, very happy with the business. After 25 years, driving early morning to the office from my house and full with excitement and full with expectations and creative ideas in my head. And also I had these uh, two very productive years as uh, president of ECO yeah. and a couple of years before that president, uh, vice president and treasurer. And I love to travel, to learn, to read. Every day I read at least two or three uh, articles on public relations and, and, and social media and modern marketing. Uh, I love Paul Holmes, who is my uh, not only one of my best friends, but also mentors and, and guru in the public relations business. The way he behaves, the way he speaks. We've been with Paul thousands, thousands different events from, from, of course, from Provoke and, and different summits up to Davos and many other places. Yeah, we all love Paul. 
He's a he's a great guy. He's a great boss as well, by the way. <laughs> and he's a great uh, he's a great personality. You know, yeah. that, that's what I like. Well, you both it sounds like you both kind of grown up in the PR industry, the global PR industry <laughs> together. You tell this great story in the book about your slightly accidental evolution from an advertising agency to a PR agency via. Uh, and your first account for an oil company. Can you tell us about it? Was that? Amoco. It was Amoco Petroleum. And at that time, Amoco, who was bought later on by British Petroleum, uh, at that time, it was the largest uh, uh, oil co- retail oil company in the US. Oh. So they wanted to invest in Poland, Bulgaria, and Russia. And when they came to my office, uh, it was the, 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 the already mentioned kitchen. And I, I felt very, uh, very depressed, and I was absolutely sure that they would not work with me. But at the end of the day, they came back, and I said, we want to work with you. And I said, why? How come I have this small kitchen and nothing, and no secretary, nobody? And then the guy, Jim Shields, who was the country manager at that time, said, listen, we are looking for such a man who will not spend our money for luxury offices and luxury cars and will advise us properly. So that's how we started. And then, of course, the... Hill and Knowlton Corporation and many other clients, Microsoft, Cisco. They were the. I, I made a soft landing of Microsoft to Bulgaria mm. at that time, a country number one with a pirate software, and it was a big fight and a lot of crisis management still. So that that was the that was the logical development from doing public relations business in a country where nobody knew what is mm. public relations. Well, you you evolved PR in Bulgaria, that's for sure, and the and the rest is history. Now, your your book, the Global PR Revolution. What was the thinking behind this? What did you want to achieve? Uh, when I was a, when I spent two years as eco president, I was traveled. I think I've been traveling every month, and I visited more than fifty five forty five countries, so almost fifty countries. Wow. Met a lot of people, interesting communities, public relations experts, local associations. Uh, friends, very good friends, spoke to uh, maybe 50 or 60 different conferences and forums and summits, including the one in Davos many years. So at the end of the day, I decided that it might be good if I can share all those experiences, not only what I think about the changes in the public relations business, but also what the guys from China or from Congo or from uh, Brazil or Australia or Canada, Baltics, Scandinavia think about that. There are a lot of similarities because all we know that our business these days has nothing to do with the business 10 years ago even. Oh, yeah. And it's a very, very dynamic change. Sometimes I feel like it's changing with the speed of light. And something which was valid and very interesting and very innovative a week ago is old already Mm. because of the fast development of the social media the way of communication, changing the languages uh, and different different approaches and instruments which companies are using these days. So that's why I call it revolution and some of the, some of the uh, people who are interviewed in the book uh, agree, some of them don't agree, of course the majority agree that it's a revolution. I think that there is um, one basic, very important point to call it revolution mm-hmm. and this is the change of the ownership of media. Okay. Because 10, 15 years ago, the, it was easy. The clients, they were coming, knocking on our door and saying, Mr. PR expert, would you be so kind to help me to promote my products to the media? 
So would you connect me to the media because you know the editors or you know how to how to approach them and this. And so these days, of course, we are we we had at that time very simple instruments. We were saying, yes, of course, Mr. Client, will or yours. Uh, we organize a press conference and then we have a product promotion and then we will do this and that. So we had between five and ten different instruments, you know, media breakfast, media trip, uh, visit the factory, uh, interview with the CEO, and that's it. These days, the clients, they come, they knock at the door, and they say, Mr. PR expert, I own media. Mm. Would you be so kind to help me to manage this media? And then it means that we should have completely different qualities, completely different knowledge, completely different... Uh, preparation and uh, and completely different approaches to achieve clients' mm-hmm. needs, and that's why I, I really believe that the PR experts these days are a very complicated chemistry or mixtures between publishers, editors, and reporters. Yeah. You know, publishers, because we own media, or if or you operate media on behalf of our clients, uh, editors, because. We care about the content. It's our strength. Yeah. If we don't operate with the content, with the good language, then we are out of business. And all that storytelling expertise. And then well. reporters, mm. because of the storytelling. Mm. Because reporter is someone who reports, someone who finds something interesting and reports to the audience. Mm. That's the etymology of this word in English, even. And so that's the, this mixture between publishers, editors, and reporters. Um, Make makes our business completely different and requires from us, from our teams, from our staff in the offices, even from our clients, absolutely different qualities uh, to have. So that's, that's why I think it's a really revolution and the changes are revolutionary. And how well do you think the industry globally is adapting to this revolution? Uh, I don't think it's easy because in 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 some of the markets I uh, I realize that the changes are absolutely very slowly mm. and some of them even uh, and I can point even China or uh, partly Russia uh, some of the markets they don't they don't accept even the changes accept and and they don't realize how important are those changes and how important are the changes of the people mm-hmm. who are the the audience they are targeting. Uh, of course, uh, UK, US, uh, which are the, the mother, the mother, the mothers of the public relations business, it's much easier and much more dynamic. Uh, one of the, advent- the huge advantages of this book, and I, I cannot comment on the quality of the, of the analysis or the speech, but, but without any doubt, the, the biggest advantage is that um, I managed to gather 100 top PR experts from mm-hmm. 65 countries inside. And for any research I made throughout the past one or two years, I never ever found such a publication, even scientific, even a university paper, to have such a big amount, 100 people from all over the world yeah. with their experts' opinion, because these guys are really top leaders from Sir Martin Sorrell to Paul Holmes, David Gallagher, Elise Mitchell, so many, uh, Jack Martin from former Hill and Oton, and many others, so many top quality people, and also small countries like Albania or Tajikistan, yeah. you know, or Vietnam, that people usually don't think that they may have 
public relations business. This mixture can show to the readers what are the changes in different parts of the world. Um, like you said, you've got quotes from almost every big cheese in the PR, global PR industry in the book. Um, they all responded uh, differently, although largely positively, to your question about whether social media constitutes a revolution in public relation or has precipitated a revolution in public relation. Can you pick out some of your favourite quotes and responses to that? Are there any that really spring to mind where you thought, yes, they've totally nailed it? I, I, I really don't have them. Uh, I mean, uh, especially, but um, uh, there are really interesting people like John Saunders from Tashman Hillard and uh, Jack Martin from Hill and Oaten at that time. Uh, who are commenting, uh, let's say Sir Martin Sorrell is emphasizing uh, on the digital changes. And he is uh, more on the advertising side. And uh, we had a couple of uh, sometimes discussion with uh, with Sir Martin on that because uh, one of the most important changes in our business is that globally there is a very high-speed merge between the three main elements of public communications, Mm -hmm. which is public relations, advertising, and digital. And sometimes we think they're separate businesses, but the merge is so fast that one day we will wake up, uh, we'll make our espresso coffee, and then we realize that we we live in a different world and we work in a different business. So in, uh, and a lot of people, and there is a big dispute, which one of the businesses will be leading in the future big merged business. So some people, and Sir Martin is one of them, saying, of course, advertising, because there are, in the advertising, there are the money, the media buying, the graphic design, the creativity, Mm -hmm. the video buying, and the the video creation, and all those things. And that was always his model at WPP, of course. Exactly. Exactly. That's that's what what he did in WPP. Mm -hmm. But I'm the one that definitely say that it will be public relations. And there are two main reasons which I think are the are, are beating all those messages about the media buying and about the influence on the media, whatever. Because you can have millions to buy media, to buy, you know, uh, saying to buy space in the media. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, public relations is the business responsible for, co- for the content and we are the masters of the content. So you can buy thousands of minutes in the TV. You can buy hundreds of thousands of square centimeters in the media, or you can buy places on Facebook, whatever, without content. This is an empty space. And in the public relations, we are the one responsible on the content. Yeah. Number two reason, we d- deal with the crisis management. And this is cru- crucial importance these days. Because a couple of years ago, we had something like between eight and ten hours to solve a crisis. Yeah. You have a, you, you wake up, you read on the newspaper and ask the article about one of your clients. Then you call the client, then you go, then you have a coffee with him, then you have a lunch with him, and then you make a press release, and then you invite a journalist, and then you make a press conference. All those things which usually took about six to eight hours. Today, we don't have six minutes even. No, you've got about 15 minutes, haven't you? Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes we have six seconds you know, yeah. to, to, re- to react. So from that three 
elements, I mean, advertising, public relations, digital. I think that public relations, having in mind the abilities to solve crisis and to manage contact, will be definitely the leading one, supported mm. by the digitals, supported by the media buying, maybe with the, with the graphic design creativity. So uh, this, this trend, I think, is very loudly described in the book. And majority of, of the of the interview, uh, let's say, superstars in the PR business agree with this. Yeah, I t- yes, it's easy to see that. And there's a parallel revolution you talk about about how the media has evolved, um, the death or the almost death of the print newspaper. Um, how how has the uh, revolution in the media landscape affected PR? And um, what's the, how have you seen the relationship between PR and journalists change in your time in the industry? If you if you mean the traditional media, uh, because there is a strong division between social media and tradi- traditional yeah, media. Yeah, the traditional media I'm talking uh, about. I think that this revolution devastated both the traditional public relations and traditional media in one and the same time. Yeah. And uh, I think at the end of 90s, it was absolutely clear that the traditional media is dying, especially the printed media. And, and I'm a man from coming from printed media. So I was giving interviews that, sorry about that, but I was predicting that 2025, the last newspaper will appear. Oh, gosh, that and still, that it, still it, feels it's really it's scary years. to me. It's you know, we're years. both from print, so that's... I know, but that's... Do the, you still believe that? Oh, absolutely. I know, but that's the reality. And it's not because the newspapers are bad, mm. but the newspapers will not survive with a lack of advertising. Yeah, well, of course, it's because, all about the finances, isn't it? Because a, a daily newspaper will cost, I don't know, 20 pounds. Yeah. You know, why? Because they should pay salaries, they should pay the newsprint, the printing, the delivery, distribution, and everything. So, it, but it was easy to predict because... Although we didn't have social media 20 years ago, but it was we had online media. We mm-hmm. had the websites at that time and forums and all those uh, platforms to exchange opinions. So at that time, a lot of people called me and said, Max, you come from the printed media and you son of a bitch. So, sorry, <laughs> excuse my <laughs> French, fine. you know, but you why? How come that you predict that traditional media will, will die? But at the end of the day, it's happening together with the, with the change of our business. Mm. And this is uh, a process uh, which is changing journalists, and they exist less and less like uh, real journalists. Mm. They're much more bloggers or they're much more uh, writers on social media and uh, people who are posting on their Facebook profiles or Twitters and and, and different LinkedIn's and uh, Instagram. And then we became, as a public relations expert, much closer to the journalists from the traditional media. So it's a, it's, it's a mixture. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't see any big difference now between the social media and what we do every day in our offices. Mm. Yeah, it's things have really shifted, haven't they? For for journalists and PR people, our jobs are so different to how they were a decade ago, or certainly twenty five exactly. years ago when I started out in this business. So um, no, we were in two parts. I mean, yeah, I, I don't know whether sometimes depends on the countries. In some of the countries, we had a Chinese wall between. In some of the countries, we cooperated. You know, so it was different. But at the end of the day, there were two different parallel developing professions, mm. businesses. 
these days it's one and the same. You think that's it's part much. of the revolution, I okay. think. Um, you talk about, you've got a great phrase in the book, which is total transparency. Tell me about that, because that's allied to the rise of social and the impact on brands. Uh, I think that um, it will affect mainly the name of our business public relations, because the the name of the business was created more than 120 years ago in the U.S., when maybe 5% of the relations of a business were public and 95 were non-public. So uh, the businessmen or the industrial big bosses, they were hiring journalists or former journalists to handle this 5% of, of public relations they had. So that, that's how... Just to talk to the media. That's how the, the business came into public relations mm. because majority of the relations were non-public. And then these days, 100% are public. So the name of the business is a kind of a nonsense. It's like that you, you can say wet water or transparent glass okay. or something like that. You know, it's public relations. Okay. All the relations are public at the end of the day. I think that total transparency is absolutely key issue for our business because it concerns the most important part of the business we are these days, ethics, the business ethics. Yeah. It is crucial because we are people who are writing news, who are writing stories, who are making storytelling. And if we are wrong, then hundreds of thousands, sometimes millions, and most probably billions even with the social media, can be misled, can write the wrong stories. So we should be absolutely on the ethical and mm. corporate social responsible side, and we should understand this. Because, again, I sorry for going back 10, 15 years ago, the journalists were the one responsible to inform the audience, right or wrong. And then we were approaching journalists. And when anything happened with the wrong information or wrong news, and then we're telling the client, sorry about that, but you know, it's, that's the media, that's the journalists. But today it's us. Yeah. So we should feel this responsibility and transparency is always leading to ethics. Because at the end of the day, and many people going back 20 years ago, I wrote in Bulgaria the first business ethics standard ever in the country. And I was running the Princess Trust at that time. So I brought this to Prince Charles. And he was absolutely surprised, if not shocked, that someone in Bulgaria wrote the business ethics standard. We had a That's long a discussion. Great story. Long discussion with him. And. Um, at the end of the day, uh, I started traveling all over the country to present the business ethics standard to many businesses which didn't have a clue what is business ethics at all. And a lot of people were asking me, what is business ethics? And then I said, it's so simple, making profits transparently. Mm. We are in business to make profits and to, to pay salaries, to, to, to invest in our business, to grow up. But at the end of the day, if we make it transparently, then that means that it's ethical. And that's why I emphasize very much in my office, in, in, in ECO, when I was a president and still in the executive committee, in many other communities like the World Communications Forum, Davos, which I'm president these days, ethics and transparency. This is the absolute base of our business. And how ethical do you think the PR industry is these days? 
oh, to a huge extent, much more and much more and more ethical than mm. than than the case before. And I don't want to mention even Bell Posinger case. Well, you but, just did. But well. this is, but this is <laughs> one of the of yeah. the very and it's, that was a game changer, right? It's a, it was, a, yes, from a certain point a game changer. But the, it was a, a, and I should praise PRCA and my good friend Francis Singham about that, because these guys they were fighting a lot, and they. Uh, they they did what they should do to to make a case study. It's about 15 pages in my book about Bell Pottinger, mm. but about the, the, about the whole case. But at the end of the day, they showed that the we are in business, which if you make a mistake, then then you cannot be anymore in this business. It's it, no way, no way in this modern world. Well, yeah, back to the transparency point, right? You can't get away with anything. And so what happens next? We've, we're, we're going through the revolution. We've been through quite a lot of revolution in terms of the impact of social media in the past decade, and particularly the last two or three years. How do you see this evolution of the industry now progressing? What's next for public relations? On one hand, it's the artificial intelligence, which mm-hmm. will help a lot our business and is helping already. But I think that, um, first of all, Everything in the offices is changing. And we should realize that if we want to develop this revolution into an evolution, then we should have completely different positions, completely different people uh, uh, with completely different knowledges in the office. But I think that from one hand, people who understand artificial intelligence, on the other hand, uh, with full people in our offices who have... Uh, a natural intelligence, reading a lot, huge amount of education. Mm. And at the end of the day, most probably the the business will change in a way that all of us, we will stay 24 hours in front of our mobile phones, tablets, monitors, uh, smartwatches or whatever, and will communicate with our clients and their and their clients in a way that we will be the decision makers. It will not be the clients. And that's the, I think the most important change will come very soon, that the clients will not decide anything. We will not wait for the approval because if we wait a client to approve whatever campaign or reaction or posting on Facebook, it will be totally lost. So we should be ready to take over absolutely in a very professional manner the public communications on behalf of our clients without responsibilities so we will be the sole decision makers which had never been in this business before and becoming true trusted well not just counsel but no no not counsel decision makers we are not anymore advisors we should be ready to become a final decision makers with the whole responsibilities that's an ambitious aim how long no. do you think that's going to take? No, no, absolutely. Absolutely. This is, this will happen, and it's happening now. It's the, the very beginning. And this is happening as a result of the global PR revolution because it's change on the base of changes in the social media, which are changing our role mm. into the public relations business. So what advice would you give for somebody with all your, um, your, your legacy and history in the industry, but also somebody who's very plugged into what's going on now and where it's going? What advice would you give finally to a young person who's kind of just starting out in their career in public relations? How are they going to succeed now? 
The advice I can give is uh, absolutely valid both to the young persons and to the old to the old lions or to the, <laughs> to the old animals the grumpy uh, in, old our, lions. <laughs> in, our, in, in our business. And this is very simple. Don't neglect your education. Mm. Read every day an article. Uh, learn something new. Because I know a lot of people and they say, Max, I'm 20 years in business. I know everything. Not, not at all. Mm. Every single day you should learn something new. We should analyze this and change ourselves. Otherwise, really, the business is developing with the speed of light and you can miss two or three weeks or months without learning anything new, without without reading interesting articles, without talking and disputing and quarreling even on social media yeah. with, with someone else. Then it's uh, every minute without learning education. It's, it's a lost minute. Okay. Uh, I graduated a couple of months ago at Harvard and I'm very happy that after... Yes, I know you did. Congratulations. Uh, thank you. After 25, Never stops learning. <laughs> 25 years, <laughs> and it was a good case study for my team as well. Yeah. After all those years in business, you should learn and you should change. Mm. Well, stay learning and stay curious, kids. It's a great read, the, um, the Global PR Revolution. Max, thank you so much for coming to talk about it today. I thoroughly recommend it. It's full of great anecdotes. And um, thank you for joining me in the Echo Chamber. I'll see you at the party later. Thank you very much, Mike. It was a big honour for me. Thank you. You've been listening to the Echo Chamber. Brought to you by The Homes Report and produced by Marketeers. Sponsored by The Bullet Group, putting you in tomorrow's conversations today.